Welcome to the Victory Baptist Church Sermon Podcast, where we take the Word of God and preach a timely message from the pulpit of Victory Baptist Church of Fallon, Nevada. If you guys didn't know, we've been in the New City Catechism. You guys didn't know what catechism is? It's a fancy name for a style of learning. It's, it's repeating the same thing back it's just a style of learning it's a catechism it's to learn what our beliefs are within the church we've been using this new city catechism no it's not specifically baptist it's just it, we're using it because it's a, it's a fairly good curriculum that's already built um getting good curriculum is not easy so we'll tweak it a little bit but today we're going to be on question four uh so if you guys know what we're teaching the same classes in every single class. The, the, the kids and the teens are learning the same exact lesson as we are out here. The whole idea of this so we can get together, talk about what we learn, maybe talk about what's difference in the, uh, in the classes, maybe the stories that you heard or, or how they learned it. Uh, it's always fun with kids because you ask kids what they learned, and it's, it's amazing. I've asked kids what I taught them, and it's amazing. I taught them a completely different lesson than I had taught the week before, apparently. You know, it's amazing. But yeah, so it's a lot of fun. But today we're going to be looking at how and why God created us. How and why God created us. Now, if you open up your book, you look at it right there on the first page, there's the answer. God created us, male and female, in his own image to know him, love him, live with him, and glorify him. It is right that we who are created by God should live to his glory so very long one the kids are going to get the shorter one the kids are going to get god created us male and female in his own image to glorify him so the kids get a cheat that's why it's highlighted that's the kids lesson the adults we get a little deeper all right so there you go well first thing we want to do before we start we're going to pray and then we're going to go over what we went over the last few weeks the whole idea of this catechism is to for us to know what it is we believe as a church that's why it's kind of repetitive yes we say the same things over and over every day the reason we say the same things over and over every sunday is to try to get to stick in our heads i mean the bottom line the funniest thing people don't get it we used to do uh, a, a ministry at the uh, at the old folks home and it's funny we'd even go in the alzheimer's wing you know what the craziest thing about the alzheimer's wing is they don't know who i am from week to week they don't know what I'm talking about, but I can start singing Jesus Loves Me, and they all start singing. The way our minds work, if we do those songs, we repeat them, especially to music. It's amazing. We remember it. One of the funnest things we always did when the old folks home, we did all the songs that we call kids' songs. They're not kids' songs. They teach the same things that we want to learn, obviously. But it was, it was fun that we would do that. And one of the reasons we keep repeating this in this catechism is so we can kind of get this in our mind. Hey, what do I believe as a church? What do we believe? Why did God create us? Oh, God creates male and female to glorify him. That's why we're going to do that. So let's open with a word of prayer this morning. Dear Lord, I just uh, pray that we could uh, enjoy this time together looking through your word, looking through these, these lessons of, of what it is we believe as a church, as we believe as Christians, that we can go to our Bible and understand what it is you'd want us to know. I mean, these are lessons you gave us so we could understand what it is we believe and we could pronounce that. Lord, I just pray you'd be with us. Uh, you'd be with me as a, uh, use, it, use your conduit to, to 
express your lesson this morning that uh, we'd have an engaging time uh, answering questions with one another. In your precious name, amen. All right. Well, let me see. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to go back. I'm using the book, too, because I didn't have all my notes. But just look back. What is our only hope in life and death? Does anyone remember this one? Anyone? Anyone at all? First question. You have a book in front of you. It's question one. There we go. That we are not our own, that we belong body and soul. So that's our only hope of life and death. This is it God? Next one. What is God? Question number two. Frank? God is the creator of everyone and everything. That's if you do the kids one, which is way easier. <laughs> God is the creator of everyone and everything. Obviously, we get a little more in depth in the adult class. That's what we want to remember. God's the creator of everyone and everything. Nothing came upon this earth without God. Nothing was made without God. The whole idea of God is outside of, we live in a physical world. Time, space, and matter. God does not. God started it all. In the beginning, that's time. God created the heaven, space, and the earth. That's matter. God's outside of it. That's why he can talk about it. That's why he can give these things. It's hard for us to understand, but everything that was made was made by God. All right. And the question from last week, how many persons are there in the Godhead? <laughs> all right there are three persons in the one true and living god that's what we we're talking about as we talked about last week we refer to it uh we refer you've also sometimes hear it as the trinity uh it's actually the godhead you know the triune god right that God's in God in three persons. So the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. There. Different aspects of one God. They all have a job. They're all equal. <laughs> uh, you have the authority. What did you say? Yeah. I wasn't here. So I'm going to cheat. It, it would be the Holy Spirit was sent to us as a comforter. We say with the authority of God the Father. So the guiding, pushing us to God's will. There. I wasn't here, so thank you. Yeah, oh no. Yeah, quite, that's great. I, and I had to cheat because I wasn't here. So I, I'm going to uh, ask that. And I'll be honest, I didn't review it. So. That's what it is. You always look at the fact that we have God the Father, which is the authority. Jesus the Son, which is our conduit to God. He's, he's, he's there as, as in our place. As, as Satan's going to stand there and, and say, hey, look at all these horrible things Trevor's done. Jesus said, it's all right, I died for that. He's one of mine. 
He's our Savior. And of course, we have the Holy Spirit. That's our God's, it's our comforter. I mean, realize when Jesus left, when he left the disciples, he says, look, I have to go. I'll send a comforter. What was he sending? He's like, look, I can only be, right now, I'm in a physical body. I can only be in one place. But I'm going to leave, and I'm going to send the comforter. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to dwell in and with you. So why? So you can have my presence with you all the time. Why? So I can guide you. I can direct you. That's what I believe. That's why I say, well, we always tell people, hey, let the Holy Spirit move you. Well, what do you mean? Be open to God's moving in your life. God is there. We have 100% of the Holy Spirit. We can quench it. Just like we talk about, said, I have a, a, a spigot outside. Turn on the hose. All right. That hose. Oh, <laughs> is that what he taught? I don't know. Hey, that hose. It has 100% of the water in it. We have 100% of the Holy Spirit. Now, I can open it all the way up and let it flow, or I can turn it all the way down. That's the way the Holy Spirit works in our life. We have 100% access to the Holy Spirit and to God's leading. But we can also quench it. What we have to work as Christians is letting, is, is, is putting ourselves under the authority of the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit move us. Not quench it. So those were our last three questions today, of course. We're going to look at how and why did God create us? Anyone ever thought this one? I mean, ever look around and you're like, God, really? Why? You know, yeah, you know. I mean, you ever look around and you're like, you know, why did God create why did God create Frank? I mean, really? Right? You know. We think to ourselves, why did God create us? So we look at question four. We look at question four. We have our answer. God created us male and female in his own image to know him, love him, live with him, and glorify him. It is right that we who were created by God should live to his glory. All right. God created us male and female in his own image. Now, it's not to say, hey, I look in the mirror and, oh, this is what God looks like. You know, that's, that'd be sad. All right. <laughs> God created in his image. God created to be like him. Realize God is in three persons. God also created us with a logic, logical brain, a soul. All right. To be like him. We have authority. We have the spirit to move us. We have the same things. God said, look, I'm going to make you like me. Realize that when you look in the Bible, animals don't have a soul. Look, I have a dog. I love my dog. He's a great little dog. But he doesn't have a soul. <laughs> we have a soul. God says, look, I, he's created us differently. We were created to glorify God. God created us to, to spend time with him. To have a companion, to have someone you can spend time with, to teach, to, to love, and for us to glorify God and everything that he did. Now, as we normally do, we messed it up. You know? We messed it up. Now, here, here's the thing. Men, we always say, you know, ladies, you, you started it. Did you have to eat everything? He went out one day and decided, hey, I'm hungry. 
Hungry, what do you want to eat? I don't know. And then Satan came along and said, hey, I got something for you. Now, that being said, read the Bible. Send it into the world and tell who sinned. Adam. Adam chose to sin. And after Adam ate of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, God said sin entered into the world. It happened because we did it. So, hey, ladies, we did it for you. You're welcome. Um, right? <laughs> no, but God created us to spend time with him. We messed it up. But God being God, all-knowing, as we looked at lessons before, he's like, yeah, you're going to mess it up. I'm going to make a way to bring us back together. That's why I said, hey, I'm going to give my son. So what we're going to look at is God created us. Now, people often nowadays, people look at the world, and we have all these questions of, well, why do you Christians think there's only two genders? There could be so many of them. Well, the Bible kind of points out that there's only two. I mean, if you... Let's see, I, I got to find my note here. and We're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 1, 26 through 31. This is uh, where God created man. I said, well, why do you think God created us? Well, we believe the Bible. We look at the Bible, and right here, the Bible says, hey, how'd we get made? God did it. So we look in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Okay, first off, why do you think there's only two genders? Because yeah, the Bible says there's only two. And he says, hey, I made a male and female. And up until about 20 minutes ago, everyone knew that. Somewhere along the lines, we got confused. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of the tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now, one of these, we didn't read all the rest of them, but when God created everything, he'd always say, it was good, it was good, it was good. When he created man, he said, wow, that's very good. Also, everything else he spoke into existence. We look later in the Bible, he says, well, how did he create man? He formed us. He formed us out of the dust of the earth with his hands, formed us, and then breathed life into us. It says God breathed. All right. Very personal. It was a it was a it was a, a very special time for for God as well. He said, "I created man special, unique." He gave us a job. He said, "Look, you're to have dominion over the earth." If you read throughout all the Bible, 
And you read about Adam and Eve even. He said, look, I, I made this garden. Now, a lot of us have this idea that, oh, God created the garden and they just kind of laid around and everything was wonderful. If you read within the Bible, he told Adam, hey, you got a job to do. Your job is to, to, to tend to this garden, care for it, and to have dominion over everything that's in it. You know, that's why I think Adam, he got tired just like the rest of us. You realize he had to name every single animal and stuff that was out there? Yeah. What's that? We became a living soul. When God breathed life into us, we became a living soul. It was unique. That was what you're saying. Um, I, I always say with Adam, he said, you can tell that Adam had to name everything. You think he got tired of it? Realized he was coming up with things with like aardvark, <laughs> hippopotamus. By the end of the day, he had ox, ant. Little three-letter words, right? What's that one? Ooh, that's an elephant. That's a this, that's a that. What's that? It's just a bug. Yeah, platypus. Platypus is God's way of talking about of, of talking about evolution. So, ha! Explain that. Explain a mammal with a bill and venom in its feet. <laughs> that lays eggs. If you ever want to mess with someone who believes in evolution, say, explain that one to me. It's always a good one. No, God created us. God created us with a purpose. God created us. He said, look, you are to glorify me. I says within the garden, he's come down every evening and spend time with Adam and Eve. He'd spend time with them, talking, walking through the garden. You know, what was he doing? Hey, what'd you do today? You know? Oh, it looks beautiful. Hey, yeah, yeah, we cleaned that up over there. We got it nicer. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, the berries are getting a little out of hand. Yeah. That, that hippopotamus you gave me, pooping everywhere. We had to run it into the water just so we didn't have to clean it up anymore. Whatever. God spent time. God spent time with us. God created us in His image to glorify and spend time with Him, to, to understand Him. It's funny, we, we look at it, God, God creates to be like, we're not statues, we're not just an image of God. When we say we're, in, when God said he created us in his image, he created us to be like him in the fact that we, we, we have a triune persona, that we have a, a mental, a, a head knowledge, a physical body, and a spiritual, our soul. He made us to be like him, that we can grasp abstractions that we could learn from God you know I look I talked about my little dog I love my little dog my little dog does not grasp abstract ideas all right my little dog does not spend time contemplating why did the Lord put me on this earth my dog spends time wondering where can I get more food if I look at Trevor cutely, he might give me a snack. Now, I do believe that he believes in, 
you know, he watched Star Wars and believes in the Force because whenever I eat, he stares at me and just says, drop it, drop it, drop it. But look, I love my little dog, but he doesn't have, an, he doesn't have a soul. He doesn't spend time in abstraction. He doesn't spend time communing with God the way that we can. God talks about us all the time with, within the Bible that He created us for a purpose. Our purpose was to glorify Him. We spend a lot of times glorifying ourselves. We spend a lot of times glorifying our own bodies. I mean, who hasn't caught themselves a little bit of mere time? <laughs> Walk down the lighting section at Ace and be like, ooh, this one's good. Picks up the paint cans. Yeah, you know. <laughs> How much time we do we spend worrying about what we're going to eat tonight? I mean, hey, we're Baptists. It's one thing we do well. You guys know when we invited Pastor and his wife to become pastor of the church, you know what we gave them, right? As a gift from the church? No, a 10 by 12 casserole dish and a list of recipes. <laughs> Baptist, buddy. <laughs> it's, the old, it's the old joke. But we spend a lot of time worrying about, you know, hey, how we're going to feed this body. You know, what are we going to have to eat? Now, I love to eat, as you can tell. I retired out of the Marine Corps, and all of a sudden, all my clothes shrink. <laughs> Marriage has been very good to me. I think that's why I was skinnier when I was younger. My wife wasn't as good a cook. As we were married, she got to be a better cook. I got bigger. I don't know what happened. We spend a lot of time worrying about how we're going to feed this body. What God say we're supposed to do? We need to worry about this? It's like, I'll take care of you. I gave you all the stuff you needed. Now, do you need to eat? Yeah, you need to eat. But why do we spend so much time worrying about it? Why do we spend so much time worrying about this image? Because, hey, I know that I'm an amazing looking man, but my looks will fade, they say. Beauty, beauty goes away. We spend so much time worrying about this, but this is only for a short time. Bob, you've been around a little bit longer than me. Ha has your body changed over the years? <laughs> you ever think, oh man, I wish I'd spent more time looking in the mirror? No, because there's a time, and I can say this, you get in my house, you get out of the shower, you open the door, and there's a there's a big mirror right there. And, and, your, and your question is at that point, okay, it's either laugh or cry every morning. <laughs> Move the mirror. <laughs> Move the mirror. <laughs> I spend time in prayer about that moment, yeah. Oh, God. Thank you for another day. We're to spend our time with God. We're to spend our time glorifying God. We were not accidents. All right, we weren't made out of evolution. 
That's one of our biggest arguments nowadays is like, oh, everything's evolved out of nothing. You realize that's getting order out of chaos? That's the whole idea of evolution, that just by chance all these things happened. Has anyone ever taken, say, a box of letters? You know, the little plastic letters that we put up on the sign out there? If you ever take that, throw it up in the air and just drop it and wait for a, 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 a do you think a Bible verse appears right, right out of it? All of a sudden a book with, with thoughts and, 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 and theorems come out of that? It doesn't work. But that's the whole idea of evolution. The evolution is by chance, we threw everything together, and out of chaos came order, and out of chaos came higher order. So here's the other idea of evolution. If you ever look at how things evolve and you study science, usually as things change, they don't get better. If we look at viruses, we look, we always went through COVID. We were all worried about COVID in 2019, 2020. Everyone was worried about COVID. Hey, guess what? Has COVID gone away? COVID's still here. COVID's here today. You know, there's another variant of COVID now. Now, the variant of COVID they have now, is it as dangerous as the original one of COVID? No. Over time, as it usually evolves, you lose the strength. It's, it's one of the unique things that we look at. Usually with a virus, or if you look at a virus, as it becomes more deadly, it's not as successful. Because as it becomes more deadly, it can't spread as quickly. So as these things evolve, they usually become weaker. They, they kill themselves off. It can't replicate itself. And the ones that survive are weak and just, you know, are more like your common cold. Which is, yes. Is it horrible? Yes. There's nothing worse than a man cold, okay? I mean, there's the regular cold and then there's a man cold. We all know this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's awful, right? But a cold is miserable. It's more miserable for those around us. Um, but it's not going to kill you. It just, it's a bummer. All right, we'll get over it. Eventually. <laughs> Your immune system will work. It'll do what it's going to do. Because that's evolution, all right? And the reason I talk about that is because this whole idea, and we've taught a bunch of kids this, and we hear this, and, and we, we talk about it all the time, too, as, as our ideas evolve. You know, this idea of slow incremental change, but the whole theorem of evolution is that we got order out of chaos. That we got higher order out of chaos. And and the, one of the funniest things, you know, how many kids, were, and when you were in school, were you ever taught uh, uh, evolution as a fact? So you were taught as a fact? I went to school today. So they're like, no, that's a fact. I was like, no, it's called the evolutional theory yeah <laughs> even in the back of his book he's his own book darwin who's kind of considered the father of it is he wrote in this is a theorem now if you look at actually what he used all the evidence he used to prove evolution has since been debunked the theory hasn't gone away though 
which is really odd. You know anything else in science? We're like, hey, look, this is completely wrong. Yeah, but we really like this theory. So we're going to stick with it. That's what they've done. Now, is there, is there evidence for evolution? Yes, there is. There's evidence for what we call microevolution. Microevolution is small incremental changes over time. What Darwin was teaching was macroevolution, which is like, oh, out of one animal, you get another animal. All right? The whole idea that, hey, that the species change, that genuses change. There's no, uh, there's no, there, there's no science for that. Um, and people look at the fact, and I was just hearing pastors saying, hey, look, we look at the fact that, uh, well, we're, we're related, you know, uh, that animals are related, that we have common things about us. Well, well, yeah, we do have common things about us. Well, we're all carbon-based elements. We, we do have one common thing. We're, God created all of us. So we look at the Bible. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Is, has anyone ever, you know, noticed if you, if you work on anything? Like, look, I'm, I'm a mechanic, all right? I work on Fords. You realize that all Fords are kind of similar? You ever worked on a Honda after being a Ford guy? Honda does things completely different. Hondas are typically like this. Fords are usually like this. If you're ever a mechanic, you ever get a BMW mechanic. German engineering. German overly engineered. German over engineering. They figure out ways to make simple stuff really complicated, and it breaks a lot. But that's how they do it. It's funny, they have a common person created them and they keep a typical style. All of them are about the same way. Well, it's funny, we look at people, well, well, well animals are, and people are both carbon-based and they both have, you know, lungs and, a, and a, an immune system. We have, a, we have a common designer. God created us. God created us all to live here. It's amazing. You say, well, you're related. Well, yeah, all of us. I can say that in this room. We're all related, too. You know, Ron L. my brother. Right? Would you look at us and be like, oh, yeah, those, those guys are exactly the same. Twins. <laughs> We're related in the fact that, hey, Noah, we, we can reach back at, at least to there and know we have a common ancestor. But there's differences. You might be able to notice a few. I'm shorter, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the Bible declares that God made us and He made us for a purpose. I mean, one of the questions we always ask, you know, can we can we truly believe that God created human beings? If we believe the Bible, yes. You know, look, I'm a Christian. I'm bad. I look at the Bible. It says, "Look, the earth was created in six days." And everyone's like, "Well, that's impossible." Well, you know what? There's a lot of things that are impossible that happen. In in the words of the great philosopher Winnie the Pooh, you guys didn't know this. The great words of Winnie the Pooh. That he says that that nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. 
Winnie the Pooh is a great thinker. No, God said, look, I created you in six days. And he goes, I created man. I created man in my image. I formed you. I made you. I made you male and female. Why? Because I had a purpose. And I need you to repopulate the earth. Men, you'll mess it up. You'll get lost. I need to make woman to be a help meet. She'll ask for directions. Men, you're, you're, you're going to kill one another. I need to soften you out a little bit. Give you someone that can someone that can maybe speak a little a little common sense into you every now and again and ladies y'all think too much I need to give you men so you can be like don't worry about it we're just gonna go hey things are heavy we can lift it every now and again something needs broken we're here for it and then after we do that we'll fix it that's my house so I don't know about you Can we believe that God created us? Yes, the Bible teaches God created us. God created us to be like him. He breathed life into us. You know, what about these ideas of evolution? In any other context, we look at evolution and be like, what idiot came up with this? It was a guy that had a bunch of letters after his name, so we believe it. And the reality is that you're getting chaos out of, I mean, getting order out of chaos. I mean, does anybody look at a computer and think, oh, wow, that just happened? Look at that. Randomly, plastics came together, formed a circuit board, got memory, created its own operating system, and boom, there's a computer. Bill Gates, who's that? He didn't do anything. He was just standing around. Just took credit, right? Because that, uh, that computer evolved. All the technology was already here, and it just, just happened. That is the idea of evolution. That out of the chaos, that everything was there, and it just made. Well, no. We look at it and be like, well, yeah, of course there's a designer. We look at a book and say, well, there's an author. We look at the Bible and say, of course there was an author. Ooh, do you know the Bible even talks about it? He said, well, yes, of course there was an author. So God says, I used man, and I inspired him. The Bible, the, the word that they, that, that's used, and I can't remember the, I can't remember the Hebrew word, but it means God breathed. It says, the Lord says, look, I breathed, I inspired this. I, I inspired men to write down my story, what I have for you, what I, what I left for you to understand me. You know, it's funny. God left us his words. I look at it this way. God left us a user's manual. And just like many of us, we don't always read the user's manual, right? Did anybody ever get like a new computer and actually sit down and read the user's manual? You do? See, I'm that guy too. I had a buddy of mine bought a brand new car. He's never read his manual. I've read it cover to cover. I'm that guy. But the funniest thing was, he had a brand new Jeep, and he had like a check engine light come on. He goes, I have no idea what that means. I said, well, have you read your user's manual? I don't even know where it is. You need an oil change. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, you have to use it. 
God left us the earth. He said, look, I gave you a job to do. You're here to, to have dominion over the earth, to run it, to drive it. You, you have a job to do, and you're here to glorify me. And he said, hey, how are we supposed to do that? I left you a manual. Just so you understand what your purpose is, I left you a manual. Here's the problem. Many of us are running around this world. We never read the manual. Are we sure you haven't read enough? Yeah, there was something about that in there, but I'll figure it out on my own. How many of us in here have broke something because you were like, ah, I'll figure it out. I'm going to figure it out on my own, yeah. That's why we have a user's manual, right? Oh, hey, well, look at that. I say that, I mentioned that I, I worked on Fords and not Hondas. The reason being, I did my mistake before. I was working on stuff, and I was working on a Ford. Well, I I went to work on a Honda, and I was, well, their their cooling system is completely different than an American car. They use a different type of fluid. Me not thinking about it, I just went and grabbed the fluid that I used in the old green, you know, radiator fluid, right, that everyone used for years and years and years. Have you used the ones that are it's in a Honda or a... Uh, Yeah, Subaru. When, when Honda, it's blue, and it's a different it's a different chemical makeup. And if you put the green stuff in, ask me how I know. You can uh, rust out the uh, radiator real fast. Chemical reaction between the two destroys seals in the engine and in their cooling system. I didn't read the user's manual. I said, "Well, I." I know how to fix cars. I'm a mechanic. I can do it on my own. I didn't design it. You know, God many times says to us, hey, look, I designed this. I gave you a user's manual. I gave you a purpose. I gave you a reason. He said, look, how did I make you? I made you this way for a reason. We get all confused because we don't want to follow the user's manual and what God told us our purpose was. You know, it's amazing how many times we try to do things outside of its original intended purpose, out of the way God designed it. You know, look, I, you can use a cell phone as a hammer once. It will work for that. It won't use it, its intended purpose won't work afterwards, right? God says, look, I put you on this world with a purpose. I put you here for a reason. I gave you a user manual. I gave you a guidance. I gave you something to do. He says, and, and many times we, we question ourselves, God, why did you create us? And God says, look, I created you male and female in my own image to glorify me. That's why we're here, to glorify the Father. Same reason Jesus came. He said, what am I going to do while I'm here on earth? I'm going to glorify the Father, which art in heaven. I mean, God went beyond giving us a user's manual. He sent a rep out and said, look, live like this guy. This is your way to get to be like me. Why do we say we follow Jesus? Well, because God said, I gave you the user's manual. You're too dumb to read that and understand it. So then I sent out my rep. I'm, I'm a... I'm a mechanic, so we have tech reps that show up, right? What do they do? 
Okay, let me open the manual that you didn't understand and show you how to do this. That's what God did for us. He says, I'm going to give you Jesus. Why? How do you need to live like him? And Jesus even came and said, look, I need you to live like me as much as you can. You're still not going to do it. But I'm here to save you. I'm here for you. I'm here to be your advocate. So you can stand before the Father and I can walk up and be like, no, 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 this one's mine. I got him. God can be cool. He goes, you're so messed up that not only am I going to send my son to show you, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to dwell with you all the time so you can have that little voice in the back of your says, don't do it. Right? Anyone walk by, you know, hey, hey I've, I've lived in the city, walked by a dark alley at night, and you get that voice, probably not a good idea. <laughs> so that's why God sent the Holy Spirit to be like, you're dumb, don't go that way. Follow me, follow my son. It's funny, people always ask me, why are you in church so much? Are you in church so much because you're a great, good Christian? No, I'm in church so much because I'm a horrible Christian. I come to church because I know what I do if I'm not here. I'm going to mess it up. That's why I come here. Oh, you think you're better than everybody else? No, I know I'm not. That's why I'm there. I say this all the time. Look, sick people go to hospitals. Sinners go to church why we're here we have a purpose god created us god created us with a purpose god created us male and female in his own image to glorify him that's why we're here why did we come to church um because he created us male and female in his own image and we came here to glorify him well how are we going to glorify him well we're going to read the user's manual we're going to learn more about how to glorify him and how to be his advocates in this world that he gave us and the job he gave us to do to further glorify him. And people are like, wow, that sounds like a lot of work. Well, you better get used to it because we're going to go to heaven. And guess what we're going to do there? Glorify him. Better get used to it now because it's going to happen. I mean, your only option is I'm going to go to heaven and glorify him or I'm not going to go to heaven and I really wish that I was there glorifying him. But it's going to be too late. God created us in his own image, male and female, to glorify him. Uh, that's the end of our question today, but that's the question. Of why did God create us? It's not, it's not fancy or high tech. It's God created us to glorify him. He gave us his book. He gave us his son. He's given us his word. We have questions. The answers are there. We have a purpose to fulfill. We're not just here to lounge around and do nothing. We have a purpose. God said, look, I, I didn't create you for no reason. It's kind of like we talked about, you know, why did they create the computer? Well, it wasn't just to sit on the shelf and take up space. We use it as a tool. God said, look, you're a tool. Some of us more than others. <laughs> 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 <laughs>